Welcome back. You guys notice that the pitch of my welcome back gets higher and higher every week. And I'm not entirely sure why. I think secretly I'm a little bit self-conscious about making sure that I have like a good intro. But you guys, this is week seven. So for seven weeks we have been on this journey. This journey of like... I want to give you guys whatever I can that's going to help you on your healing journey. Um, but also, you've come to a place in your life where you need no bullshit um, conversation and you need a no bullshit dialogue. And I think we live in a really, really sugar-coated society. And when I say that, I mean like sugar-coated down from the words we, the words we use the pictures that we post, the food that we eat, everything is full of fillers, bullshit, crap, just nonsense, and it's all fake and it doesn't make any sense. And I want to make sure that we cut the shit because I feel like this is meant to be a space for us to create like an amazing dialogue around the fact that there is no sugar coating here. There is no filler here. There is no... Okay, when I say there is no filler here, um, I have had my lips done. I don't know if that counts or not, but we're going to go ahead and skip past that. Don't fucking judge me, okay? I'm a way better coach than I am... No, that's not true. I'm pretty good at practicing what I preach. Um, so let's get into it. Um... Minus the lip filler, okay? But I want to make sure that you guys understand that, like, I'm always going to give it to you straight. And if if sometimes you guys get your feelings hurt, like, I'm, not, I'm also not going to say sorry. Because if you feel like sometimes, like, oh, is she speaking to me? Or oh, I feel attacked. Um, it's because that message was meant for you. Um, and I do all of this with love. Because I've been where you've been and I've sat where you've sat. Um, so this week I want to talk to you guys a little bit about what it feels like to learn the lesson the hard way of going it alone. And what I mean by going at it alone is that I have had to learn the hard way that I have gone it alone almost my entire life. Up until like recent years, I have realized that I don't have to go it alone. So I encourage you to like maybe like hit pause right here for a second and just think about like a situation where you look back on now and you think to yourself like I could have asked someone for help. I could have reached out. I could have said something. I could have done that with assistance, but you didn't. So I encourage you to just think about it for a second. I'll keep talking, but feel free to pause so that you can kind of let that sink in a little. Um, so a small but not so small backstory is for the majority of my life, I've gone it alone. I have done everything by myself. Um, I have kind of really been in a place I've been in low places where I felt like God forgot my address the universe didn't 
didn't know where I lived anymore or that like th blessings and things and good things weren't meant to happen to me. But like I always handled all that shit alone. Um, I'll even go as far as to air out some of the family laundry here and say that four of my siblings have college funds. Um, I paid for my education all three and a half times by myself. So when I say that I've gone it alone my whole life, I mean that to my fucking core. Um, back against the wall, just, I had to go it alone. But, some of that is pride. Some of that is that I was not humble enough to lean on the people that love me. Now there are things that can't be helped and you will be forced to pick up your bootstraps and you will be forced to do it by yourself. Um, but that's not always the case and it's really, really, really unhealthy for you to think that, and it's very prideful actually, to think that you have to go it alone. So the statement that I want to make and like it's kind of the theme of this podcast is, or of this of this episode is just because you've gone it alone doesn't mean you have to continue going it alone. And I'm going to say that again, just because that you have gone it alone does not mean that you have to continue going at it alone. There's a part of our society that will teach you that there are things that you need to sack up, handle your shit, do it by yourself, grind all day, 24-7, 3-6-5, no sleep, no help, none of that shit. No, that's toxic. And we talked about that last week. We've talked about setting boundaries. We've talked about toxicity. We've talked about what it's like to cut people out of our lives. We've talked about a lot. And I think that a lot of that too is that when we take the time to either cut people out of our lives or avoid toxic people or avoid toxic behavior, we think that we're still alone, but we're not. Um, and I have learned in the recent years, shit, I'll even be as honest as to say in the recent months, um, that I don't have to go at anything alone. I don't have to. If I choose to go through something alone, I know that my circle, still no matter what, is not going to let me go through it alone. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And that is on humility. So I think a lot of times in our society too, a lot of us don't understand the practice of humility. We don't understand the humbleness it takes and the letting go of pride to say, hey, I need help. Instead, what we'd rather do is be stressed, overworked, overburdened, and all of these other things that add up because we'd rather do that than ask for help. Because again, our society teaches us that asking for help makes you fucking weak. And it doesn't. What it does is it makes you vulnerable enough to trust somebody. And when you are vulnerable enough to trust somebody, that is one of the strongest qualities that you can have. Again, I have gone through a lot of my life alone. 
I have built these walls that I made sure nobody could come through. And I have built these, these, these towers around my heart and around my soul that I feel like I was like, nah, fuck you. Like, I got this. I don't need to let anybody in. I don't need to do that. I don't need connections with people. I don't need any of that. And you know what all that was? Pride. Ego. Downright self-centeredness. Because how stubborn do you have to be? The audacity that you must have to think that you can handle everything by yourself. You can't. You can't handle everything by yourself. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Sure, there are parts of my life I can handle by myself. Am I going to call one of my friends up and be like, hey, you want to come help me with the laundry? Actually, that'd be kind of fun, like a little folding party, okay? So maybe that was a bad analogy. But, like, there are parts of your life that, like, you are fully okay with doing things by yourself. And when I say this, I mean, like, what do I mean? I mean, like, it's okay to respect your alone time, right? It's okay to want to do certain things by yourself, um, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I like to sit sometimes and when I get a chance to do things by myself, um, every once in a while I like to watch like a really, really like horrific, like crime show, but I like to do that by myself. Um, and I think that those things are okay, but when it comes to the big stuff, when it comes to loss when it comes to family stuff when it comes to friendship stuff when it comes to work stuff when it comes to even pet stuff it doesn't matter the big stuff or even the small stuff if you need somebody reach out because the thing is is that some people aren't gonna know you need help if you are continuing to to put ugh, to put on this front that you are so strong now, again, I'm not negating your strength because this is coming from one strong person to hopefully many others. And if you're a strong person in the making or you're like getting there or you're finding your footing, this message still works for you. I need you to understand that being strong also means being humble. You need to be humble to lean on the ones that you love because... Okay, some people say that you can't help who you love. And I think that works for, like, relationships. And maybe that's how some people, like, explain away affairs. I don't know. That's their business. But um, what I mean is, like, you can't help who you love, but in a way you can. The people who love you... Like, now, now that we've talked about setting boundaries, avoiding toxicity, all of these things, being yourself, the people that love you are not going to mind at all that you lean on them because it actually is unconditional love. They don't sit and set parameters on you and say, well, you can only lean on me from 9 to 2, Monday through Thursday. What is that, a fucking Comcast window? Like, that's terrible. 
That's conditional and transactional love. That's not the case. That's not the love that I'm speaking of. So when they say you can't, when I say, like, when I reference the statement of you can't help who you love, some of that's true, but in certain fashions. I'm talking about the people that you surround yourself with that you have hand-selected to be in your circle. You don't think that they did the same thing with you? You don't think that they looked at you and thought, I choose you. Every single fucking day of the week, I choose you. Um, and so that love is a choice. They are choosing to love all parts of you. That means that go it alone thing, you don't have to do it anymore. I have a friend who said to me, um, at the beginning of the week, he said, be careful, don't hold it too long or your shoulders are going to get tired. So this has been a really rough week, like just in general, um, for me. And I had to learn that it was okay for me to really lean on the people that I love and the people that I love. I also love them and they can lean on me. But I mentioned to a friend today, Hey, by the way, um, this is happening on this day. And I just have a feeling that I may like, just, I may not be like handling that the best. So if you could like, and I wasn't saying like, could you clear your schedule? But what I, and I was, but it went without saying, I need you to be there for me. I need your help. And what I was met with is no problem. You got it. I'm there. You just let me know. So those statements can be really tricky if you've never been in a situation to ever experience that kind of unconditional I choose you type of love, right? Um, one of my very, very best friends. Um, matter of fact, um, she was on the podcast just a couple of, what, two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Whatever episode, Aaron, you know who you are. Um, but she was on the podcast and she is one of those people where like it was a few weeks back and she called me and she said, so X, Y, and Z happened. It was 11 something at night. And do you know what she knew would happen? Is that she could lean on the person that she loved. And it took me all of about 2.5 seconds to get in my car. Well, it didn't. Okay. Let's be honest, I'm not fucking Jimmy Neutron. It didn't take me 2.5 seconds, but you understand what I'm saying. She was not afraid to ask for the help, but she also didn't ask. She called me to talk to me as a friend, and I put my shoes on, and I walked out my front door, and I was there. It's Seattle traffic, it took me a little bit, even though it was 11-something at night, but I was there. Another event that happened was I had one of my other very close friends reach out to another close friend of mine and say, hey, do you mind doing me a favor and checking on Holly? I think she might, she might need somebody today. Between the span of those text messages, it took 9 to 11 minutes, I think, um, for my friend to drop what he was doing. Um, to be there for me. And I think that each time these lessons pop up, 
they present themselves in these different scenarios and they present themselves in these different ways where I am forced to recognize that it is okay for me to drop all that pride and be as humble as possible and accept that love and accept that help. Because in that instance, I had two different people fighting to make sure that I was okay, fighting for my best interest. And what I did was I had no choice but to let my pride go. I tried very hard. He was working on some schoolwork, and I was like, I told you to finish your schoolwork. And I didn't say it like that. Like, that sounds very, like, like I'm somebody's grandma. Um, but I, I said that. I said, I told you to finish your schoolwork. And his response to me was, but you needed somebody. And I realized that I don't need to go at things alone. I have the most beautiful circle of friends who I consider my family and I wouldn't change that for the world. But I have been fortunate enough to learn some life lessons on how to be humble, how to be vulnerable, how to ask for help, how to make sure that I lean on the people that love me. And I think that we are so taught, it is ingrained in us, just to stuff our feelings down and handle everything yourself. And that's not the case. Like, there's a reason why, like, I feel like people in the military would probably understand this. Is like, they don't talk about, like, the things that they went through over there because... They don't want to burden people with those horrific stories. This is also just my assumption, even though I've, I've worked with a few military folks before. Um, they don't want to burden people with those kind of stories. But it's so hard to drop that pride because sometimes dropping your pride is scary. Dropping your pride and being humble is, is a very fearful moment in our lives where we kind of get to this place where we are like well I'm scared I'm scared to let go I spent a lifetime building these walls I spent a lifetime going through what I went through and I did it all by myself no help why would I let somebody help me now what would be the point some of the hefty some of the heavy lifting has already been done why would I drop the walls now? But the beautiful thing about dropping some of those walls is the recipro reciprocity that comes along with it. Is knowing that you can lean on the people that love you and they can lean right back. I need you to hear me when I say that it is okay to ask for help. Even if it's the smallest task even if it's just the smallest little thing that it seems small to other people, but it's huge to you, it's okay to ask. Whoever taught you that it wasn't okay to ask for help is a fucking idiot. Um, and I think that I've spent a lot of my life kind of like rewiring myself to understand that asking for help wasn't so bad. And I know that that can sound kind of like preachy and like soapboxy, but 
closed mouths don't get fed. So let's say, let's say you, you're going through something. Like, let's try to, like, put this scenario base, right? Let's say you're going through something and you decide to not tell anybody about it. Do you think people aren't going to notice that you're going through something? Your body language is going to change. Your attitude is going to change. The way you speak to people and your tone of voice is going to change. Your demeanor will change. Everyone around you is going to know that you're going through something and you're struggling with something. But you are choosing to shelter that burden all by yourself. Now I know what you're thinking, but Holly, I've never had anybody I could lean on. That's not always the case. Sometimes we've been burned just enough times to not know how to try again. I'm going to repeat that. Sometimes you have been burned enough to not know how to try again. I can tell you within the recent months that I had been burned so many times that in the recent maybe like a year-ish, like whatever, recent years, I had been burned enough times to not even know how to open that door back up. It was as if I closed the door and padlocked it shut as if it was a New York City ground floor apartment. So I had six locks and a one of those things that slides under the door and a crowbar and a baseball bat next to the front door. I wasn't letting anybody in. And I didn't want to. Because I was like, fuck you. Like, I can do all of this by myself. And I have done it by myself. That shit didn't get me anywhere. The only place it got me was lonelier. The only place it got me was more bitter. And it gave me a few more frown lines. Um, so, you know, feel free to DM me your best Botox uh, uh, recommendations. But I became lonelier and I became bitter. And I was the most jovial person in the room. I want, I want you to understand that, like, I was the happiest person in the room. But I was suffering in silence because I did not want to lean on anyone. I did not want to burden anyone with what I was going through. I did not want to accept the help that I was being offered. I didn't want to do any of that. And that was such a prideful mistake. And I feel like I lost out on a lot of time that I could have really just eased my burden and I'm not saying like place your burdens on other people but if the people that love you will help you carry it the people who love you will say hey you have a pretty heavy load strapped to your back you mind if I grab one side it's it's okay to let somebody grab that other side and I know it's easier said than done, so that's why I try to, like, give you guys as much personal context as I can. But it's so unhealthy to and stubborn to think that you can do all of this by yourself. To not create outside connections in your life 
can really turn into almost a toxic environment within yourself. Like, if you don't have all of those, like, outside connections and places to go, like, I'm not saying utilize your partners and your friends as a therapist, right? But I am saying that if there are things that you want to talk about with your friends or you want to ask for help, you need to just know and trust the process that, like, leaning on the ones that you love is okay. Because they love you right fucking back. And it's okay to do it. Because if you keep everything bottled up inside, um, there's a term, and I want to make sure I get this right. Um, and I believe it is called psychoneuroimmunology. Don't try to spell it because it's a lot. But it basically is a term where like stress leaves your brain and it releases itself into your muscles, right? So think about all of the thoughts, think about all of the things that you're going through and think about how much it consumes your thoughts and your thought process, your mindset, your tone of voice, your body language, all of those things. When you could just lessen that burden a little bit just by talking to someone because keeping everything bottled up is like leaving your crock pot on for weeks at some point that fucker is going to explode and it's not going to be healthy and it's not going to be pretty it's actually going to be gross and horrible and it's going to spill out onto the people that you love in the most unhealthy way the way we have lived our lives in the past with like I would say like my generation of parents um, and I feel like the majority of people who've listened to this I've checked the analytics but I'll go ahead and pretend to guesstimate um, my generation of parents so like my parents um, well not mine personally because well yeah anyway moving on um they kind of were from a generation where boys couldn't cry. Um, women were in the kitchen. Uh, feelings were not really a thing. Women didn't really have a lot of opinions. Um, you weren't really allowed to talk about your feelings. Feelings weren't normalized. Vulnerability wasn't normalized. Asking for help wasn't normalized. It was just more so of a, like, these are the cookie cutter ways of how you make it through life. And this is what you are going to do. Follow these 20,000 simple steps and you will make it out of this life either in a coffin or a cremation box. Here's the thing. Whatever you believe in at the end of your life, you still get to the end of your life, Right? Wouldn't you rather live a life that was full of love and full of caring and full of compassion and full of openness and no bullshit? Because I can't tell you how many times as a child I was told, I'll give you something to cry about or like, we don't talk about that here or can you not bring that up right now? And when people say, like, can you not bring that up right now? Well, when is a good time for me to bring up how I feel? 
when is a good time for me to be able to lean on the people that I love? And that's kind of one of the things that I realized is I was leaning on the wrong people. And that can happen on your journey through life and on your healing journey and on the things that you go through. You can lean on the wrong people. And then it starts the cycle of like, I've been burned too many times, so I'm going to go it alone. But going it alone doesn't mean that you have to continue to go it alone. When you've curated enough people in your life to lean on, you create this safe space for yourself. And it's a safe space where you can actually feel your feelings and be open enough to talk about them. I mean, like last week, I talked about like avoiding toxic behavior, but that also comes with being able to be held accountable and also being able to own your part in your toxicity, right? So I think that another part of owning that and starting to open up and trust what's happening around you is being able to let go of your pride. I think there, I don't know if, um, I don't know enough about these quotes to actually use it, so I'm going to skip that. But your pride will end up being the death of you. If you feel like you are in a place where your pride has really gotten in the way of a lot of things, like think about that. Are you too proud to ask for help? I gave you like 10 seconds of silence uh, to think about it. Are you too proud to admit that you need someone to be there for you? Are you too proud to let somebody care about you? Now reverse it. Would you ever tell someone that you love, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you say something? What do you mean? I would have been there. You should have just asked. So why can't you do the same for yourself? Part of leaning on the people that you love and not going at things alone and not dealing with things alone is also treating yourself the way you would treat someone that you love. And that's called the, that is called self-compassion. Um, there's a wonderful book. Uh, it is by, um, wow, give me a second. Oh, wow. I let a, that was a big, um, that was a big lull. Um, so there's a book out there, um, called The Art of Self-Compassion, and it's by Kristen Neff, and it talks about how you're supposed to be able to treat yourself the way that you would treat your friends. So, like, you wouldn't ever, like, let your friend sit in a mirror and be like, oh, God, I look like shit. Oh, I feel like shit. Look at my hips. Look at my thighs. Look at this. Look at that. No, you would hype them up, right? Well, the same goes for yourself. 
So if you are willing to if you are willing to answer the phone call at 4 a.m., you are willing to show up when your friends need you or your family if you got one of those. Um if you are willing to do all of that for somebody else, why are you not willing to do it for yourself? You cannot walk through life stubborn as shit and think that you can do everything by yourself. It is just not possible. You need to love yourself enough to know that just because you've done it alone for so long does not mean that it has to continue. You do not have to repeat the cycle. And the same goes for people who are raised by single parents. That's another thing is that cycle gets repeated. I have the utmost respect for single parents, single parents that are doing it right. I'm going to go ahead and say that. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you parenting advice or anything like that, but, and I, and I don't want to say there's a right and a wrong way to parent because everybody parents different, but there is a way to fuck up your kid. That's what I am going to say. But I will say that sometimes that cycle can get passed down from single parents, not on purpose, just in a sense of like, well, they did it all by themselves. They raised me all by themselves. I turned out okay. I did this all by myself. I don't need anybody. I don't. And that's, that's another big statement. I don't need anybody. No, you don't need the wrong people. You don't need the wrong influences. You don't need the wrong people. You don't need the wrong way of life. You don't need the wrong relationship. You don't need the wrong anything. But it doesn't mean that you're above needing somebody. Everybody needs someone. And it is so unhealthy to think that you don't need anybody. Now don't get me wrong. Here's the caveat to not needing anybody. Hold on. When I preach this much to y'all, I get thirsty, okay? Um, here's the caveat to not needing anybody. Some people think that you need them, so they take advantage of you. Some people think that you can't exist without them, so they use you. Some people think that their presence in your life is so important that you need them for oxygen. Those people are not your people and those are not the people you should be leaning on. You need to lean on the people who are reciprocating the love that you give out. You need to ask for help from the people that are asking for help back. I have no problem helping one of my friends. I have no problem helping someone that I love. But I also know that I'm at a place in my life where I would not offer it if I didn't think that it was going to be reciprocated. Now, that's don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that relationships need to be a tit for fucking tat um, because my tits are bigger than everybody's, so I would win the tit for tat game. But... Um, that was irrelevant to the story. But you have to be able to recognize who you can and cannot lean on. So when you see like a friend who's going through something, which, okay, I'll be the first person to say this. People know when I'm going through it. People know. 
because my face will say it, my body language will say it, my word choice will say it, the way that I interact with people will say it. And sometimes I have people who love me enough to let other people know, hey, she just needs a minute, or hey, that's her process, she internalizes a little bit, and then she snaps out of it, and then comes and talks to us. If that's your process, great. Respect your process, but don't think you don't need anybody. Be true to who you are and understand who you are. Love who you are. But let the people that love you, love you. That's the biggest thing. The biggest takeaway is you are not above needing anybody. You are not above asking for help. You are not above humility. And you are certainly not above the entire, the whole episode. Just because you have gone at it alone always does not mean you need to continue going at it alone. Now my hope for this episode is that I rambled on long enough for you guys to hear what I was saying. And understand that you don't have to do this by yourself. If you feel like you are listening to this right now. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If you feel like you are listening to this right now. And you do not feel like you have somebody that you can lean on. My messages are wide open. You can message me. And you can say hey. This is what I'm going through and I'm really not sure what to do. This is what I'm struggling with currently. If you are looking around or you're scanning your brain or you're looking at family photos or you're looking at anything and you're thinking to yourself, well, it's awfully high and mighty of her to say that I can lean on the people that love me, but I feel like I don't have anybody. You have me. And I will be here with you guys every Sunday, but my messages are always always open so if you ever feel like you have a question or you want to dive deeper into a topic or you want just clarification or just a fucking friend I don't care like I've said I'm never going to talk to you guys about something that I have never gone through or never experienced sure my education says that I could but I'm not going to do that I'm not going to preach to you from some high and mighty place because I've sat where you've sat and I've been where you've been. Just know that you're not alone. But you've got to be humble enough to accept it. And humility is a huge thing to practice. So maybe we'll do an episode on humility. I mean, there are days where I'm not that humble. But everybody's got their good days and bad days, right? That being said, guys, I just, I love you guys so much. And for the past seven weeks, this has been a wonderful journey. Um, and I just, I love it. And I love you guys. And I thank you so much for your support and for everything that you guys inspire me to talk about and inspire me to get into. And... I just want to keep having this relationship with you guys so much. So, again, like I said, if you feel like 
you don't have anybody or you feel like this message hit too close to home but you're not sure where to start, my messages are always open because, again, like I said, I'm not going to give it to you with bullshit and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, but I am going to love you through it and I'm going to help as best I can. So I love you guys very much and I will see you next Sunday.